Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's Victory Monday once again, Colts fans, as the Indianapolis Colts upset the Baltimore Ravens in overtime 22-19. So what did we think of the game and everything that happened on the field? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle Podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, back from Baltimore, uh, and I'm joined here with my fellow writer, analyst, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle Podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, both you and I were out of town this weekend. Uh, I was in Baltimore uh, braving the elements when really, really honestly, guys, the, the rain wasn't that bad. It was more just a, a a consistent rain, not a tropical storm or anything. Uh, but it was a great time there in Baltimore. I had a great time. Got to witness a Colts victory. But how are you doing, Drake? How was your weekend? And glad to join you uh, and see you again uh, on this Victory Monday. Yeah, it was a wonderful weekend. Um, I'm glad you got to go to the game. I'm sure that that was a very exciting game if you were a Colts fan and happened to yeah. be at M&T Bank. Um, but yeah, I got to celebrate. Uh, uh, got a bachelor party with one of my my best friends and had a great time. Watched the Colts and, and a very exciting game, a game that I don't think many thought that they'd be too competitive on. But me and Andrew told everyone, take the spread because it's going to be a dogfight, and the Colts ended up coming out on top. But, hey, we got a lot to talk about, and there's uh, an unsung hero that I don't think many people figured they would be talking about making NFL history on Sunday. So really excited to dive into it and get started. Absolutely. And, of course, we're already starting out with a banger. The CFO of Horseshoe Huddle, Patrick Rye, is in the chat here, giving us our first super chat of the evening. Patrick, thank you so much, buddy. It's good to see you. He says, 
bearing uh, barring any injuries seven and three at the buy for this team is very doable i'm so amped that i'm okay with not getting marvin harrison jr let's go what a start patrick and and honestly if you don't you obviously it's the team you don't want them looking too far ahead but uh I mean, the, the schedule, the, if the Colts could keep things rolling, I mean, this team could go maybe a little bit farther than people think. So, Patrick, thanks for getting us off to a hot start. And he says that Drake was drunk at the lake all weekend. So, hey, I mean, maybe probably not far off if he was at a bachelor party. So, uh, but Patrick, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. As always, we've got, uh, as he says, word. So, no, Noah Compton in the chat as well. What's up, Noah? We've got Stats Matt is here. Uh, good to see you as well. Nathan Comancy, one more week without Jonathan Taylor, possibly. Uh, Greg Eggleston is here. Division leaders. Uh, everyone is very excited to see uh, this Colts team at 2-1 and one and atop the AFC South. Wombat is here as well as Joe denim so before we get started please go follow us on all of our social medias like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow horseshoe huddle on x at colts on fn and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel click that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live whenever shod goes live with the saddle up show so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so please give us a five-star review and subscribe on there as well so drake without further ado let's dive into the action so the colts upset the baltimore ravens 22 to 19 in overtime both you and i on on wednesday when we recorded said you know the ravens are are probably gonna they're, they're down some guys but they're, they're probably just going to be too much for this Indianapolis Colts team. And, and sure enough, the defense and special teams came out, did a phenomenal job, and, and pulled off the upset. And now the Colts stand alone at the top of the AFC South division after week three, which is something I don't I don't think I, I certainly didn't expect. And I don't think a lot of people expected this season. So before we dive in with all of our analysis, it's gut reaction time, Drake. What was your gut reaction watching that game and seeing everything unfold uh, on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, look, we even said that we didn't think they were going to win the game ultimately. Um, but like the way that they played even shocked me as efficiently as they played with no Richardson, you know, with still no JT and, you know, Ryan Kelly wasn't even in the game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like Wesley French was the center. So you're thinking this is, I mean, they're a top 10 defense in multiple statistical categories walking into this game. The Baltimore Ravens are, and they're playing at their stadium. The thing is though, that we didn't like that really wasn't hammered down is they were also injured, you know, to a degree. Now Steichen's play calling was great. Uh, another team victory from top to bottom. There's multiple videos of how much he emphasized that in the locker room speech. Um, Zach Moss, again, looked fantastic behind that offensive line. And that offensive line is starting to win again. And the fact that they're doing it without Ryan Kelly against still a tough Baltimore defense, they owned the ground game. They really helped Gardner Minshew, who otherwise kind of had a pedestrian day. So those things and other things we'll dive into later individually with players. But overall, man, really phenomenal team performance top to bottom. 
I, I I agree completely. And and here's the thing. I mean, after the game, Shane Steichen said that this was a resilient bunch, and really just kept saying resiliency. And and that's that's honestly the perfect word to to describe it. Being in that stadium yesterday, I mean, the fans. It was a great environment. Uh, while the, the game wasn't sold out, at least there there was there was plenty of empty seats. The Baltimore fans brought the energy. Uh, I mean, the section that I stood in, that I was in. The, the people stood the entire time, which I was like, I mean, that's that's I would love love, love to sit down a little bit, especially in the rain. Uh, but but it was it was just it was cool to see that energy, though. They were loud. They were into it. It's a hostile environment. The Colts defense and came out there and completely set out what they, they wanted to contain Lamar Jackson. Yes, Lamar had over 100 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns, but this Colts defense didn't let up won the turnover battle, just continued the pressure and, and continued fighting. And so that that's that's why I think when when Shane Steichen said this was a resilient team win, he's 100% correct. The, t- the Colts never stopped fighting, even when it looked like things were bad. I mean, I'd, I'll be honest, when, when Gardner Minshew ran out of the back of the end zone for that safety, I even tweeted it out. I said, that that'll do it. I thought at that point, you know, it's done. The Colts fought really hard, just came up a little bit short, kind of what we were expecting. I'd written them off completely. And sure enough, the Colts continued to claw back into it. Gay kicks the field goal to send them to overtime, continued to claw back and just fight, fight, fight. And the Colts end up getting the win in overtime. We have another super chat from the man himself, Stats. Matt, he says, I thought you guys were homers. How can you predict the loss? What kind of homers are you? In all seriousness, that defense keeps us in any game. Yeah, there there were there are some people out there that, that call uh the horseshoe huddle guys homers and, and that we can't be uh uh objective but hey i mean we we try to be as objective as possible covering this team so we can give you guys the best content possible and and stats matt is 100 right that defense the defense carried the indianapolis colts yesterday and they are a major reason why this team is now two and one just been playing absolutely out of out of their minds gus bradley has this group humming and and drake honestly this defense looks for real to me what do you think Oh, I absolutely agree, especially after the fact that Juju Brents gets his first start, you know, and he goes out there and makes a massive play. And actually, according to Pro Football Focus, was the best overall uh, graded defender. And he had 50 plus snaps, I believe. So like that defense looks like if they can put it all together and if they can just play as a unit from the front to the back. I mean, they could really give a lot of, you know, offenses issues, even really good players like Lamar Jackson. Yes, he had a lot of uh, yards on the ground, but they really limited what he could do with the deep ball. They kept everything in front of him. They played competitively up front. At times they stuffed the ground game outside of Jackson, but the Colts still need to work on their containment of a scrambling quarterback. But overall, you got to love what you've seen from the defense. They're playing like a top 10 unit so far. Absolutely. Stats, Matt, thank you so much, buddy, for the super chat. We appreciate everything you do for us and all the support you give us, man. Really, really appreciate it. And if, if anybody else wants to have their comment feature featured tonight, please go ahead and throw in a super chat and Drake and I will get to it ASAP like we always do. We always appreciate everybody's support for this show. So, Drake, let's dive in a little deeper on this defense yesterday and let's start with with what kind of piggyback off what you said with Lamar Jackson. I mean, start up front. 
Lamar Jackson was sacked four times yesterday and he fumbled the ball twice, two forced fumbles of Lamar Jackson. And it, it was really it was really cool to see, or I wouldn't say cool, but it was just it was just the, the fight of this defensive line. Again, they just didn't stop the entire game. You talk about Quiddy Pay coming around the edge and putting consistent pressure on Lamar Jackson. That huge sack that Quiddy Pay had of Lamar Jackson towards the end of regulation that really set the Ravens back and potentially was was a game saving play. Samson Ebukam with the consistent pressure, getting a getting the the sack uh, of Lamar Jackson. We talk about Grover Stewart and and DeForest Buckner not allowing anything inside Taven Bryant had had a game as well forcing a fumble on 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 jackson yes jackson did have 101 yards and two touchdowns on the ground but drake to your point i think he only had about 200 yards through the air zero touchdowns the the ravens offense could really never get anything going through the air and and it kept the colts it, it didn't allow the ravens to to really take over this game and 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 extend that lead so the Colts defense just kept this team in the game all game long through through pretty much all five quarters. Well, and you continue to hear uh, yet another sack from Cody Pay. Now he's got three in as many mm-hmm. games. Then you have another sack from Samson Ebicom. I believe he grabbed one. Uh, Zaire Franklin actually got through for a sack. And then you have uh, Taven Bryan, who now has two on the season, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he forces a fumble. I mean, Bryan may have found – he may have found his scheme – and he may have found his team that if he can just continue to be that solid rotational piece, that athletic pass rushing interior guy, he could potentially put put the hurt on some offenses because you think that when you take out a, a Stewart or you take out a Buckner, hey, you want to be able to have a lesser body in there. But Brian's been bringing the heat. I mean, when he's got those snaps, he's he's trying his best and he's getting to the quarterback, which is his specialty. So the whole defensive front, as we've just been very, you know, talking so proud of these guys, right? They've played exactly as we've been talking about them. They're not overhyped. If anything, they're not talked about enough. They are really scary. And as a unit against good offensive lines like the Jags, against good running quarterbacks like Lamar, they forced him to beat him with his feet, and he couldn't get the job done because that's his strength. He had to be able to throw the ball more and get more yardage, and they just limited everything, put everything in front of him. I want to give a shout out to RC Talks Basketball and Caitlin uh, says Colts Talk. Oh yes, just subscri- subscribe. Really appreciate you subscribing, uh, and and hopefully you enjoy the show. Hopefully you become a regular listener. Nathan Comancy, hit that like button. Yes, if you guys could hit that like button on the video, it would help us tremendously. But but Drake, you're absolutely right, and we've been saying for for a while now that we believe that this was one of the one of the best groups, if not the best group on, on front seven group that that the Colts have a set under Chris Ballard and they're certainly make uh, making us look good but just just the tenacity that this group is going for talked about Quiddy Pay and, and now three sacks in three games the breakout season in my opinion has commenced as long as Quiddy Pay stays healthy there's going to be a double digit sack season for Quiddy Pay Samson Ebukam proving that with those starting reps starting rotation he is continuing to have his impact with with two sacks now he could be on his way to a double digit sack season and the you know first time that to the the Colts defensive ends having a pair to get double digit sacks probably since Freeney and Mathis if that does happen so it's it's this defensive line has just been incredible forcing quarterbacks to be uncomfortable and that's what 
that's what Chris Ballard, that's what Gus Bradley have been trying to do with this unit, and it's coming to fruition. And then I want to give a shout-out to Zaire Franklin as well. Man, Zaire Franklin is turning into a star at linebacker. I mean, 45 tackles for three games. He is on pace for 255 tackles this season. The NFL record is 216. So if he keeps up this pace, Zaire Franklin is going to blow that record out of the water. I mean, he's he's everywhere. He's he's forcing forcing stops, getting sacks. Uh, he's just a pain. It seems like wherever the ball goes, Zaire Franklin is there. Had another 15 tackle performance yesterday, and and just made his mark on the game. Very impressive. And you already talked about Juju Brents Drake. First start for the rookie. Goes out there, forces a fumble on on former Colt Kenyon Drake that that really got things in motion for this Colts defense because admittedly the first drive drive and a half the Colts defense were on their heels a little bit Juju Brents gets that force fumble gets that first turnover of the game and and it, it like breathes life into this Colts defense and from there on out they were absolutely solid through the rest of the game not only that Juju Brents in, in coverage pretty damn good he didn't he didn't allow anything big over the top he was physical he was long really showed a lot of promise and and showed why exactly the, the chris ballard drafted this guy in the second round so filling in he he was he was the one that took the start daryl baker jr was the healthy scratch and drake in my opinion i don't think juju brents gives up that starting spot from from anytime soon maybe not ever i think that was his moment to go in and capitalize on it he certainly did that and now i think juju brents will be permanently in that cold starting lineup yeah and after a game like that it gives you confidence as a coach to just say hey go go out there and play your game i mean yes odell wasn't available i believe he was out with injury um, but they did – I mean, Zay Flowers is turning into Lamar Jackson's favorite target outside right. Mark Andrews. They also limited him four catches, 35 yards. Nelson Aguilar, who really uh, can shine as a deep threat with any offense, but I think that he fits this one especially. They still limited him to four catches for 39 yards. I mean, they just kept everything in front of him outside of Kenyon Drake and Isaiah Likely, who had one for 20. So this defense kept everything in front of him. But, man, Juju Brents, like you said – he looked good with tackles. He looked good with pursuits and angles. He looked good with his coverage. But, man, his his tenacity towards that punch when he got that ball out, I mean, that is a statement to make as a rookie in your first game ever, and you're in a hostile environment for a team that's got history with, with yours. Mm -hmm. You know, and some people still hold that dear. They really do. So, Oh, it's definitely. Of, it's, it's deep. So it's one of those things where we're in that environment – against a, a good mind like uh, John Harbaugh and a phenomenal coach, he played really well. So I think that this gives him confidence. It gives Gus Bradley confidence. Man, let the kid go out there and play and see what he can do uh, for the rest of the season. You might be talking about a potential breakout year, maybe something sooner than you ever expected. I'm glad you brought that up, Drake, because there there really is a true disdain for the Indianapolis Colts yeah. in the city of Baltimore. I talked to I talked to multiple people this weekend who have been in Baltimore. Some some were even uh, uh, there when the Colts and and moved out of of Indianapolis. There is a real disdain still for the Colts. They feel they feel. 
betrayed by this team. Uh, they 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 don't like when the Colts come to town. There was one fan that I did meet that that was a fan originally of the Baltimore Colts. Uh, was was real young when when Johnny Unitas was playing, but the first quarterback he remembered was Burt Jones, uh, and and he came in and and he followed the Colts and continued to stay a fan of the Indianapolis Colts even after they moved to Indianapolis. So I uh, got to chat with him, and it was a real nice fellow. Uh, shout out to my wife Danielle for the ten dollars super sticker tonight. Grenade. Uh, really really appreciate the the super sticker uh, to keep us live and well. Really appreciate it, Danny. Um, it's but yeah but yeah it was a hostile environment coming in his first game action going up against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL if if you don't consider Lamar Jackson one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL uh, I don't know what you're watching that I mean he's an incredible talent give him his flowers for that um but but Juju wasn't fooled I mean he was out there and made plays and, and Drake I know this is kind of getting a little bit sidetracked, but I, I just want to mention it real quick. You know, Anthony Richardson has gotten off to a really fast start. And for all intents and purposes, if he continues on this trajectory, the Colts have found their franchise quarterback. Josh Downs, we've already seen in the first three weeks, Josh Downs has assimil assimilated himself within this offense and become a true threat, already already building a connection with Anthony Richardson. Now you get Juju Brents into the mix, and if Juju Brents can be a, a starting caliber cornerback and a, a cornerback that you can rely on for this team, man, those first three draft picks for Chris Ballard could be a home run hit on all three of them. So I know we're only three games in, kind of feeding a little bit of fuel to the fire but i mean can you imagine the conversations we'd, we'd be having if these guys were struggling you know it'd be a completely different situation so you love where this these these guys are heading and you're hoping that all three of them can continue to to just get even better as the season goes along but was really impressed by Juju Brents yesterday and what he can do. And again, all these guys just need more reps. And I think the more reps we see from these guys, the better we're going to see them get throughout the year. Well, and yeah, and, you know, kind of going back to the about Josh Downs, I mean, he had a, a season high eight catches, 57 yards. Um, you know, Zay Flowers has really shown potential to be a star in the league just in his first three games. I'm not saying that Josh Downs has had the volume because he wasn't an outright, you know, maybe number one or number two target to a star quarterback that's established like Lamar Jackson. But yeah, like you said, he, he got targeted more than Michael Pittman did. He got targeted 12. Pittman got targeted 11. Downs caught eight of those. I mean, that defense was draped all over him. I mean, they, they were, they're, they're a tough defense, man. Baltimore's no joke. So the fact that he's out there doing it with both Richardson and Minshew, this is a guy that's kind of looking like Michael Pittman, you know, a guy that can potentially make it work with anybody, rookie, veteran, or otherwise. So give credit to Steichen, too, though, for getting Josh Downs open like that and helping his rookie development. Oh, and we're going to be talking about Michael Pittman Jr. later in the show. I'm going to I'm going to give that kid some props, uh, and so should the rest of Colts Nation. Uh, but let's let's turn to the guy that made history yesterday, Drake Matt Gay. A lot of people were complaining and 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 worried that why why is Chris Ballard giving this guy the biggest free agent contract in NFL history? Why isn't he going out and signing all these wide receivers? Why is he why is he going out and signing a kicker? We don't need a kicker. They've got Hot Rod there. They could sign Michael Badgley. What does Matt Gay go out and do in his third game with the Indianapolis Colts? Five for five on field goals. Four field goals made of over 50 yards. The first player in NFL history 
Not not something Adam Vinatieri did. Not something Justin Tucker, who was on the other sideline yesterday, not something he has ever done. First player in NFL history to kick four field goals and make four field goals of over 50 yards in the same game. Matt Gay was the reason, was one uh, another big reason, along with this defense, that the Colts won this game yesterday. Scored 16 of the Colts' 22 points on Sunday. Proved to be worth every single penny. Matt Gay it has finally solved the kicking problems in Indianapolis. What a performance. Yeah, and, you know, there were also questionable weather conditions. I know it wasn't like an, an outright downpour or anything, but, I mean, it wasn't fantastic weather either. You're not kicking in a dome, you know? No, not at all. So the fact that he did that with all those factors was fantastic. He did it away. He didn't do it at home. Um, and 50-plus yards, it, I know the people, Justin Tucker's kicked a 66-yarder, and that's incredible. Don't get me wrong. But, man, to make four over 50 all in the same game from different spots – that's just absolutely bonkers for him to do that. They, they, he made his contracts worth right there in that game. And I think if he can continue to be that kind of performer as a kicker, it gives you more confidence, you know, Oh, we can't, you know, it's fourth and two and, you know, we're up, you know, 10 points or something instead of trying to go for it. Maybe you want to be a little more conservative and you're 55, 54 yards away. You feel very confident in making that kick. So I think he's going to have a fantastic year and he's just going to continue to be worth every penny. Like you said, for the Colts, what a hell of a safe safety blanket to have. The, the man himself, Wyatt Law, saying, what, what what was the name of that GM who signed Matt Gay again? Oh, his name was Chris Ballard. Uh, great move by Chris Ballard and his group. And and I just, the, the way Matt Gay has gone about things this year, it's just been, I mean, I, 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 I don't think people realize this. I think people just say, you know, kicker's going to go up, kick a ball, and it should be good every single time. I mean, just talking with Pat, you hear Pat McAfee talk about this all the time. You hear special teams guys talk about this all the time. I'm sure if we ask this question to Bill Belichick, he'd give us a 15-minute answer on this. But, you, you know, it, it goes a lot into the process of, of learning a long snap or learning a holder. And, and when you're working with the professionals like former All-Pro Luke Rhodes, uh, Rigoberto Sanchez has been a phenomenal holder for the Colts ever since he came on board uh, and ever since he was brought on the team the year after Pat McAfee did retire. Uh, I mean, Matt Gay, these three have really, really gotten close very quickly and, and really created a really good, a good chemistry with one another as well. The process has been seamless uh, integrating Matt Gay into this special teams group. And, and you look at all those kicks yesterday, all, all from 50 yards, they're all right down the middle. There was just, there was no question on any of them that they were going to be good or not i mean just absolutely drilled them and and this is why chris ballard was fed up over the years of of just not getting a, a good kicker the colts have had, let's be honest the colts have had kicking issues since adam vinatieri's last season people forget if you don't remember adam vinatieri was not good in in 2019 so since adam vinatieri's final season with this team the colts haven't really had a reliable kicker sure they've had serviceable kickers hot rod had a good year michael badgley had a good year uh chase mclaughlin had a had a good year but they haven't been uh, a fantastic kicker where in my opinion, whenever those guys would go out, you still had some had some some worries. Is this going to go in or not? Every time Matt Gay went out there yesterday, 
I said, this is going to be good. There's And and, and I can, will continue to have that confidence until he proves me otherwise. That is why you go out and get one of the best kickers in the game to win you games like that. And so you don't have to worry about that and leave points on the board consistently. Those are the types of players that win games. And that's what Matt, Matt Gay did yesterday for the Colts. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you know, he – he pre, when you have a grimy game like that where the weather conditions aren't ideal and you know that it could be run heavy from each side and every yard truly matters man having a guy like that that can shoulder so many points i'll tell you what a lot of people are probably pretty excited to see what he did in fantasy he had like 24 points or something <laughs> like in fantasy football regardless of like the, the the format so at the end of the day this this is already proving to be a fantastic signing mix that with how well the rookies are playing those things are getting you excited for this this new movement that is that is going along with the season GM like Chris Ballard. Maybe he can finally get things moving in the right direction. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every Every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington, Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, Drake, we've talked about the defense. We've talked about Matt Gay and what he did for this team yesterday. Let's dive into the offense. And, and at least to start out, in my opinion, it's probably not going to be as uh, bubbly as we were for the first 25 minutes of our show tonight. Gardner Minshew obviously gets to start with Anthony Richardson still in the concussion protocol. Um, not, not, I wouldn't say it was terrible by Gardner Minshew, but nothing spectacular. I mean, it was 27 of 44 for 227 yards in that touchdown. But in my opinion, he kind of struggled. I've seen a lot of people saying uh, online already, you know, like Gardner Minshew's 2-0. and Like it's going to be, maybe there's a quarterback controversy. Stop. Stop it. Zero. Anthony, so there is zero quarterback controversy. Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback for this team. And, and in my opinion, 
uh, yesterday kind of showed why Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback. The ceiling of this offense is just so much higher with Gardner Minshew. He, he did not turn the ball over, and that is commendable. He did make some good throws down the stretch. However, Gardner Minshew had a really rough day in terms of being able to fight, pick up the blitz. How many times did Kyle Hamilton come untouched like a lightning bolt? And or a missile, it just completely take out Gardner Minshew. He almost like he saw it coming, but he just continued to hold on to the ball. Can't do that. You got to get out of there. Missed, missed some guys too. I know the ball was wet, but there were plenty of plays where the ball should have been delivered on time and 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 in the right spot. And he just simply did not do that. And then you you take away that he's not nearly as mobile as Anthony Richardson. The ceiling of the offense with Gardner Minshew out there is just not where it is with Anthony Richardson. Yes, Gardner Minshew played has played admirable in these two games when when Richardson has been out, and the Colts have two wins. But at the same time, that's what a high level backup is supposed to do for you. So. Am I going to gush over what Gardner Minshew has done? No, because at the end of the day, Gardner Minshew only scored six points yesterday. Only had that one touchdown. Without Matt Gay, the Colts lose by two scores yesterday if it's just Gardner Minshew. And, And technically, Gardner Minshew has played more quarters than Anthony Richardson this season. Yeah, Anthony Richardson and the Colts offense, when he's in there, has scored more points than Gardner Minshew when you're talking about strictly the offense. So in my opinion, Minshew more struggled than anything yesterday, and and it kind of proved why Anthony Richardson should be this team starter moving forward. Yeah, I mean, 27 for 44, 227 yards, touchdown. Um, But really, like you said, what stands out is, I mean, he, Kyle, man, Kyle Hamilton, what was it? I think he had... Let me look here. Um, okay, yeah, he had nine nine tackles, but he had three sacks. I mean, this is a safety. <laughs> yeah, this is a safety we're talking about. When the hell do you ever hear a safety getting three sacks in a game? Three sacks for a safety in a season is good. He did this in a game. Okay, so Minshew has got to learn two things, like you said. Figure out a way to pick up that blitz somehow. Call a hot route, anything to maybe throw the ball right over the blitz or something. Just get rid of that ball, but also don't take the sack like that. He was he was moving out of the pocket where he was out of the pocket where he could have just thrown the ball out of bounds and he would have been okay. But he, I, I appreciate the confidence, but man, Kyle Hamilton had himself a day. So I think that in that case, you see Richardson maybe even be able to bolt out and outrun Kyle Hamilton. Maybe he's able to break the sack. Maybe he gets rid of the ball because we've seen him do it. So. I do think that the offense definitely has a higher ceiling. And, and Gardner Minshew is, like you said, he's a low-end starter, high-end backup. Right now his job is to back up, and he still got the win. That's the high end of it all. He put Matt Gay in technically positions to kick those field goals. you know. But strong running game, Steichen's play calling really helped out, and he, at the end of the day, averaged like eight yards per completion. So a lot of dink and dunks, not many explosive plays on Sunday the field. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you went on those plays, you got to know where your hot read is. And it seemed like Gardner Minshew just held on to the ball, could not get the ball to his hot reads on those crucial plays. So then people need to pump the brakes and, and really dive into to what actually happened in the game yesterday, where it was the defense and Matt Gay that won this game, not Gardner Minshew. And and, and you just mentioned it, Drake. In my opinion, what kept this what kept this uh, uh, this offense afloat 
was the running game, and it was Zach Moss once again. 30 carries, 122 yards, had the receiving touchdown from Gardner Minshew. I mean, Zach Moss continues to be a stud. Missed that first game, but as soon as he came back, even though he missed a month uh, with that broken forearm in training camp, I mean, he came back like he didn't skip a beat. And Zach Moss has been, I mean, when you go back and, and think about when when this trade happened last year, when the Colts sent away Naheem Hines and, and got back Zach Moss in a draft pick in return, it, it almost seemed like like guard like Zach Moss was just kind of thrown into the deal as a sweetener. And now he is one of the centerpieces for this Colts offense, at least through the first couple of games, through three games of the season. And he missed one. As Stats Matt points out, Moss is eighth in rushing and missed a game. So another another really, really solid performance, even, even impressive performance by Zach Moss to just make those hard runs, continue to churn out the, the tough yardage and 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 keep this Colts offense afloat at times. Yeah, and the guy right now in the season's 48 carries, 210 yards. He's averaging 105 yards a game. And what stands out to me is that about I'd say about around a fourth of his carries or a third of his carries in between that fraction there have been for first down. I mean, they're using him everywhere. They're using him to start the drives. They're using him to get the first downs. They're using him some in the passing game. I mean, he had a beautiful wheel route that he ran. I mean, he's showing that he can be receiving out of the backfield too. And he's a bigger dude. He's not Naeem Hines. He still can get it done out of the backfield, though, in the passing game. So the fact that Minshew dropped it, you know, just teardropped it right into Moss's hands on that beautiful wheel route, mixed with the fact that he's scoring touchdowns on the ground, too. I mean, he's becoming a huge piece. Uh, like you said, they're, they're operating the entire offense around him right now. So I'm excited, honestly, to see what he can do with Anthony Richardson because he's averaging 105 yards a game right now. You know, you got to think, what would he be if he would have started week one? Could the, could the Colts have been more competitive in that game against Jacksonville? I mean, Moss is either doing fantastic and having a resurgence in his career, or Shane Steichen, kind of mixed with that a little bit, is able to just utilize him so well. But props to Zach Moss. He's looking absolutely fantastic. He's looking better than he's ever looked in his career. Yeah, and, and I, I don't don't think for a second that when Jonathan Taylor does come back to this team, whether it's next week or it's a couple weeks down the road, that, that Zach Moss is just going to be an afterthought. No, Zach Moss has carved out a role in this offense and, and has yep. proved to be, be vital to this offense and, and this running game. So just because Jonathan Taylor's back, do not expect Zach Moss to, to just kind of fall to the wayside. I mean, we could see a one, two punch with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss to keep both of those guys fresh throughout the game. So you're not having to put 30 carries on, on, a, on a certain, on one running back, you know, spread those out and end up being maybe a 50, uh, a, a, a 2010 spread. If you want to do, do something like that. But, uh, yeah, Zach Moss has been very impressive. You know who else was impressive yesterday? A, a group that has really taken a lot, a lot of flack this season, the Colts pass catchers. And I'm going to talk specifically about Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and Josh Downs. That Their stats weren't, I mean, not, none of them had the game that like Tyreek Hill had yesterday. But man, they were relied upon heavily, and and with with the passing game was struggling. With Gardner Minshew was struggling when he was able to get the ball out. They delivered. And I want to start with Michael Pittman Jr. because, my God, Drake, what an unbelievable catch in overtime from Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, hands in his literally in his helmet by the defender, pushing his helmet off 
the guy goes up, makes the grab, comes down with it, and and basically completely changes the field position for for that game in overtime. Gets nine catches, 77 yards. Pittman is on pace for 141 catches, 1,300 yards, and seven touchdowns this year. That's a Pro Bowl season, in my opinion, and is pushing Marvin Harrison's record uh, for for most catches by a by a Colt in in franchise history. So, I mean, it, people just I mean, not every wide receiver one is going to be a Justin Jefferson, and, and if that is your 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 threshold for a wide receiver one, you're kidding yourself. I I think Michael Pittman has gone out there, shown he is a wide receiver one, and he has he's gotten off to a very quick start this season, and and I think he's gone and proven number one why he is a one wide receiver one, like I just said, but number two why he's going to be an indie long term. I think the Colts will will lock him up with a very nice deal, and I think he deserves every penny. Michael Pittman has been very impressive so far. Yeah, and that play when he actually goes up and gets that ball, he has his helmet completely ripped off. He comes down with the ball. That absolutely set the entire tone for that game-winning field goal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Minshew really had his biggest play. So, you know, he chucked it up in double coverage and came down with it. But overall, you're talking about the whole season here. I mean, he's been the volume guy. He's been the go-to guy. He's made it work again with two more freaking quarterbacks. I mean, the guy has just been stockpiling guys that have been throwing the ball to him in his short career now in his fourth season. So like you said, absolutely agree. In fact, I I, I remember I posted out on X, I said um, Pittman extension tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, dude, you got to get this guy locked down somehow, whether that's an extension or whether you're going to wait and see how he does, that's fine. But I really think after these first three games, if you want to save money, potentially, you need to extend him now. He's given you enough of a sample that he's just going to overshoot 100 catches He's going to set potential career highs here. He looks really good in Steichen's scheme, and Steichen knows exactly how to use him. So I think he's become more dangerous than he's ever been. And this isn't fandom here. This is just how we really feel. Michael Pittman looks phenomenal, and he doesn't really look like he's going to slow down. So get that contract worked sooner rather than later. You're going to pay a lot more money. I'd be I'd be ecstatic, you know, if if the Colts if we got a Michael Pittman Jr. extension tomorrow, you know, I'd be the first one to to write a piece on that and, and get that out as soon as possible. But but it's it's not and it's not just that catch either. You 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 consistently see the hustle with Michael Pittman Jr. in the in the running game, the blocks that he puts on. I mean, one of the most crucial plays yesterday was probably when Gardner Minshew fumbled it on a sack by Kyle Hamilton. Who were the guys hustling to that ball to try to recover it? It was quick. Nelson you already know he's already going to be doing that and Michael Pittman Jr. diving on that football and recovering it not giving the ball to the Ravens uh, in 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 plus territory for them so that way they could that possibly put the game out of reach and, and really get things going so those are the little things and, and it's not it's Shane Steichen noticed that Chris Ballard notices that Michael Pittman, I have a feeling, is going to be with this team long term, and you will have no qualms or complaints from me about that. But but let's talk about the other two. I mean, you already touched on it. Josh Downs, high volume day, eight catches, uh, is is quickly becoming that quick win wide receiver where when you need to get the ball out in a pinch and in a hurry, Josh Downs is there and he makes every grab. And and I want to shout out Alec Pierce as well. Alec Pierce has been getting dogged by a lot of Colts fans that he hasn't shown up and and he hasn't he hasn't done anything. I I, I think this I think yesterday there were there were probably some other people that say, oh, we dropped the ball. Well on that on that throw down the sideline that Gardner Minshew put in, that was right in front of where I was sitting. 
Alec Pierce had that ball in his hand. And if you watch the replay, the Ravens defender makes an incredible play to, to hit Alec Pierce's arms very hard with when when you you hit that and, and that's what caused the ball to go out. You know, great defensive play. But Alec Pierce made multiple plays yesterday that moved the chains for this Colts offense. You're not not every wide receiver on your team is going to go out there and and get a hundred yards a game. That's just not realistic in the NFL. There sometimes they're going to go through struggles. Let Alec Pierce get acclimated to this offense. Let Alec Pierce get acclimated with his new quarterback Anthony Richardson. Let Anthony Richardson develop in this offense so he can hit those deep passes to Alec Pierce. As I've said in my film review, there's been opportunities for Alec Pierce to be open, and, and he has been open. Richardson just hasn't gotten him the ball yet. So uh, you really need to get – you just have to be patient with Alec Pierce. I thought he made some really good plays yesterday, and, and I still believe that Alec Pierce can be a very good wide receiver for this team. Yeah, and look, man, he's already on his third coach, okay, He's on his fifth quarterback, okay? So, again, he's on an offense that is more complex than anything you had last season. I'll tell you, sure as hell with Parks Frazier, it's more complex than that. So, you just got to you gotta give him time, like you said. And Richardson's also, like you said, still learning. He's still inexperienced, okay? The guy's, the guy's only had two games um, in, in his career. Well, well I mean – Two games where, you know, not full games, but um, so you just got, it's just patience. You got to be patient with this team. They have so many young guys. We were praising them earlier. These guys are learning from the vets who in their own right, many of them are even over 30. I think they have like two or three guys that are 30 years old. So third youngest team in the NFL by average, you just got to be patient from top to bottom. But again, Alec Pierce has dealt with a lot of change. He's still dealing with change, but it's change. You don't have to worry about anymore. You just now get excited about the growth, but give him time. He's going to go through some struggles before he gets there. And sometimes it just takes time with these guys. I want to shout. I want to. Wyatt Law and Stats Matt are just making so much sense in the chat right now. Wyatt Law says Reggie Wayne took until his third season to become the receiver Polian thought he was. Alec is just in his second. Stats Matt says Devontae Adams didn't break 1,000 yards or 100 catches until year five with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback for all five seasons. Our fans would have cut him too. Sometimes it just takes a little bit longer for wide receivers. Uh, remember, Alec Pierce is in his second season. Again, last year he had multiple different quarterbacks. Let him let, give him time. Okay. Let him. He's also adjusting to a new offense in Shane Steichen. Let him grow. Just give him time. You don't want to cut these guys just because they're not a superstar from day one. This isn't Madden. This isn't fantasy football. Sometimes these guys have to grow. Sure, you get to year four uh, and Alec Pierce isn't really producing, then yeah, it's probably time to, to, to not extend him and give him a second contract. But he's at game three of the second season of his NFL career. Let's give him a couple more years before we're, tr we're putting him up on the chopping block. And if he doesn't prove it by then, sure, by all means, move on. But the Colts aren't going to give up on this guy. They invested a second-round pick in Alec Pierce. The coaching staff really likes him in his potential. Anthony Richardson really likes Alec Pierce in his potential. Alec Pierce is going to be here for a long time. So the best thing as a Colts fan that you can do is just accept that. You hope that he continues to improve and, and you hope he gets those opportunities and just, just be patient. It's, I know it's hard to do in this day and age. Patience is a virtue guys. So, that's it for the wide receiver talk. But as we wrap up this game from this weekend, Drake, 
I, I really think that that Sunday showed us a lot about, about this Colts team. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, on what does this win do for the Colts moving forward? I think it shows the NFL that they're willing to fight anybody. They're one of those teams that are just going to absolutely dogfight you. Um, I think it shows the lead that league that Steichen is so far, absolutely no joke. I mean, he can absolutely, he can absolutely move an offense. He can coach it with Richardson, which is yes, more dynamic than what he can do with Minshew, but he still wins with Minshew is what he's showing. Okay. He can win with a backup quarterback and a backup center who was the top center in the entire NFL going into this game. So think about that. I do want to add something else in is that the, that the, the rookies and the young guys and the new acquisitions, they're all adding up so far. They really are all adding up. Um, but Hey, the defense and off the defense was fantastic. The ground game was solid for the offense. And at the end of the day, Matt Gay showed, he showed the NFL that he is absolutely worth the money and that he can win games alone. If it gets gritty. It- this is this is the type of game that I don't think over the past few seasons the Colts would win. You know, I mean, you, you you that's that's why I think I was so pessimistic that the Colts would even have a shot in this game, even throughout the game. I'm thinking to myself, you know, the Colts probably aren't aren't going to aren't going to get this done because over the past few seasons under Frank Reich and that coaching staff and just in that regi- regime, these are usually the games that the Colts would give away at the very end. This team is learning to win not only because of how young they are, but they're learning to win the close, ugly games as a unit. It, it brings this team closer together. I think it shows that that what Shane Steichen and this coaching staff is doing in the building, building that coaching staff, building that culture, excuse me, it's working. It's it, guys are buying into it. And, and, and it's, it's, it feels like something is building in Indianapolis. And, and if they can keep this up, Drake, I think our my at least my seven win prediction of me being ecstatic. I think that's that's not only a a a realistic thing that could happen. Wouldn't surprise me if the Colts surpass that, get eight or nine wins this season. So very optimistic about what I've seen from the Colts, especially that defense side of the ball. This defense is absolutely legit. You've got a kicker that you can rely on in the tough spots. And then once Anthony Richardson comes back, if you can keep him healthy, get this offense rolling, this Colts team might be, I I don't know if they're going to be in the playoff mix towards the end of the year, but man, they're going to be a team that you do not want to face towards the end of the year. And they could be fast tracking where they are. Uh, maybe not this season, but but you could look at a content, possibly being a contending team uh, next year. Who knows? They're at the top of the AFC South division right now. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe a division title uh, isn't so far out of the question even this season. Yeah, and hey, at the end of the day, the outside of the secondary, which still needs to improve, everything is is performing at a higher expectation, I think, than many of us. Many people just thought in general. I think that so far, Ballard's looking good with the hire with Steichen. Steichen looks great with this offense. He looks great in the head coaching role. Gus Bradley is looking far more comfortable in his second season as the Colts defensive coordinator. And altogether, they're outperforming their expectations. And you're atop the AFC South. Even though it's week three, guess what? Two of those games were already already done. There's only four more divisional games. So the Colts are coming out right now looking pretty good. So if they can continue this, like you said, seven, eight wins, that's a huge accomplishment for Shane Steichen. 
it's gonna be fun gonna be fun to watch this team is already a lot of fun to cover in and talk about on on a daily basis and and i think that's just going to continue as the season goes along so so drake let's talk about the injury report here of course we got some big guys on the injury report that missed this game luckily shane steichen said no injuries to report from sunday's action but Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly still remain in the concussion protocol. Uh, from what I'm heard, what I have heard, they're optimistic that these guys can clear protocol this week and be able to start against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. Shane Steichen, as usual, didn't really give much in his presser today about whether they would practice on Wednesday or not. Uh, but but it seems like it's it's a good sign that that and they're close to practicing. So hopefully it, on Wednesday we see both those guys, Anthony Richardson and ryan kelly out there uh but in my opinion and this is that this isn't anything i've heard this is just what i i think honestly i'd probably be a, a little bit surprised if both those guys do not clear this week and and we don't see them starting and playing on sunday yeah and with concussions they were just being absolutely you know as careful as possible especially with their long-term investment and in one of their most integral offensive line uh you know pieces so I, I i agree with you i would be pretty surprised too and i think that you can at least for now expect them to clear this and play on sunday against the rams yeah so uh, obviously when we are back with you guys on thursday night we'll have a clearer picture of this but but it seems like the team and 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 specifically Richardson himself, optimistic that they'll be able to go for Sunday. In not so good news, we got uh, the severity of Evan Hall's injury that happened in week one. Turns out the rookie running back tore his meniscus in his knee, and he will be out for the rest of the season. Uh, he was already placed on IR, but it doesn't look like he will be able to return tough break drake because i mean you were super high on this guy i was super high on this guy ever since even before the draft thought he would be a fantastic fit with the colts and and he's and i thought he was able going to be able to carve out a role especially as that receiving back and unfortunately his rookie season was cut way too short yeah and i think it's now been daniel scott i think titus leo i think jake uh jake witt mm. and i think now and you know now we've got this injury here uh, with Evan Hull, it's it's really it's really rough right now for the for the rookies for the Colts. Some uh, you know multi, four guys now out of the twelve are out for the year with injuries. So Evan Hull, along with the rest, I just hope that that recovery process can start as soon as possible. Because like you said, Shane Steichen, I really do feel like could could put Evan Hull in a lot of positions to win and look really good. Exactly. I'm going to be real excited to see what Evan Hall can do next year. And hopefully he's able to stay healthy because I think he's, I think he's going to be a good one and the Colts can use as a weapon. Um, so let's talk about some of the latest Colts news and rumors as well. Drake, first of all, we saw him with his first action yesterday in a Colts uniform. The Colts had signed uh, running back Trey Sermon, uh, former third round pick of the San Francisco 49ers was with the Philadelphia Eagles last year with Shane Steichen was there in training camp. We saw him go up against the Colts in the preseason. Trey Sermon was moved from the practice squad to the 53-man roster uh, this week, and and he he served as the primary backup to Zach Moss yesterday. Got more carries and and more more action than than Jake Funk. So that could possibly he's probably going to be the backup uh, until until Jonathan Taylor returns. Well, and I think him being so familiar with Steichen's offense, I think it just fits. I think it makes perfect sense, and uh, maybe he can find his footing in the NFL for the first time with a with a team like the Colts uh, complimenting Zach Moss. 
Exactly. Former third round pick. You, you never know what's going to happen. But to make room for Trey Sermon, the Colts did waive Deion Jackson. Uh, obviously, De- Deion did not have a very good performance in week one as the starter and, and really never saw the field after that. So Deion Jackson, unfortunately, when I saw that Trey Sermon was signed, uh, I figured that his days were numbered in a Colts uniform. Turns out that was the case. I think he'll get another opportunity elsewhere. He's an incredibly athletic uh, receiving back who I think just needs to learn a little bit more backfield awareness when he's got the when he's got the pigskin because sometimes he doesn't read those gaps correctly, uh, which results in less yards per carry. So I think if he finds the right team, he could potentially carve out a role and best of luck to Dion. Exactly. And then we got some practice squad moves that I'll run through real quick. The Colts did release cornerback Chris Layman's. Uh, uh, he was today activated off the commissioner suspension list had to miss the first three games for his role in that altercation involving Alvin Kamara in the offseason uh they did release him but brought him back to the practice squad uh some depth at corner there the Colts signed center Dakota Shepley to the practice squad uh some more interior depth and then they placed a cornerback Isaac Taylor Stewart on the practice squad injured list so chris layman's drake i thought you know he might get the he would probably get the axe uh, as far as being on the 53 man roster uh, but the colts at least keep him around on the practice squad well and he's got valuable experience in the league he's been around for a while long enough to to bring some you know uh, potentially good looks you know to the practice team or to the practices for the offense so uh, i think it makes perfect sense we, like you said we kind of didn't figure after watching him in training camp that he was going to be this big centerpiece and you even called it as soon as that suspension was out they were probably going to move him elsewhere but hey he stays on the practice squad maybe he could come back and make an impact at some point Exactly. And then I want to touch on this real quick from Tom. Tom asked, yeah. can y'all touch on the maniac? I haven't heard his name called out for making any big plays in any of the three games. So, so Shaq Leonard hasn't made a turnover yet, uh, but, but he has been out there and he's been a part of that front seven, making some plays. He's, he's been making multi, he's been making some tackles for loss, stuffing the run out there. Zaire Franklin gets a lot of the attention because he's the one that's, that's making a lot of the tackles for the, for the Colts and in there as that, Mike linebacker but again we're, we're still Shaq Leonard is still trying to get his legs out you got to remember guys that he he was out of football for a year dealing with back and nerve injuries so it's probably going to take him some time but w- watching him and, and just going over the film for the first two weeks and then watching him live yesterday he looks good out there he is making plays making stops at the line of scrimmage uh he's been doing actually pretty well in pass coverage so maybe the big plays aren't there quite yet but when when you have a guy like Shaq Leonard it's hard to keep him away from those big plays for very long so I think it's only a matter of time before we see a turnover force by Shaquille Leonard yeah and he's he's just still getting acclimated after such an interesting injury one that takes a long time to recover from but hey at the end of the day he's still one of the most efficient tacklers in the in the nfl and he's the most efficient tackler actually uh for the colts so i think that like you said as as he continues to to get along in his progression to getting back to full health i think you're going to see him improve and eventually you'll get that big play don't worry exactly i think he i i don't have the numbers right in front of me but i do think he ranks like uh third or fourth in in tackles on the team because i think it's it's zaire franklin obviously leading uh the team in tackles but uh i think shaq leonard is is right behind him or right with julian blackman first first second or third on the team so he's he's it's not it's not like he's uh uh not having an impact he certainly is could also be the announcers aren't giving him his due but when i watch the film i'm not too concerned about shaquille 
Leonard. So, so Drake, let's close out the episode with uh, what we love to do on these recaps. Let's give out an award, the Colts player of the game. Drake, who do you think? Actually, I'm going to go first because I think I stole uh, the guy that you probably were going to pick uh, as Colts player of the game. And, and it, it's the guy himself, the, the man who scored 16 points yesterday, did something that nobody in NFL history has ever done. Four made field goals of over 50 plus yards. Matt Gay, the guy who was uh, was criticized for getting the biggest free agent contract in NFL history this offseason, proved to be worth every single penny. Matt Gay is my Colts player of the game. Drake, who did you give this award out to? So um, I had to give it to Zach Moss because, I mean, the guy had 30 carries. I mean, that is just that is just such a workload. And, and, and they believed in him. And he went out there and averaged, again, over four yards of carry, 122 rushing yards, two catches for 23 receiving yards and, and a touchdown, which earlier I I uh, accidentally was looking at his season stats and called his – his. Uh, I said that he had two touchdowns, but he's got on the year one touchdown on the ground, one through the air. So, hey, absolutely fantastic. He continues to look the part, and we're just going to see what he can do as these games keep piling on. And if Jonathan Taylor comes back, what's that going to be like having them both in the backfield? It's it's going to be probably pretty scary, pretty scary. But, cool. but yeah, it, it's it's scary for other deep for opposing defenses, I should say. But great win overall for the Indianapolis Colts. Have a big matchup with the Los Angeles Rams this Sunday in Lucas Oil Stadium. But it, it just feels different with this Colts team, man. And Shane Steichen and this group are really building something special. And you hope things can continue as the season goes along. And maybe the Colts will continue to surprise people all across the NFL, including ourselves. So that's our show for this evening, guys. Really, really appreciate everybody who tuned in and, and, and participated in the chat. Uh, we had a lot of viewers tonight and a lot of participation. So that is always so appreciated. Want to give a shout out to our super chats on the night. The CFO of Horseshoe Huddle, Patrick Rye for his super chat stats matt my beautiful wife danielle moore uh for those super chats and and thank you all so much to everybody else who who in who interacted with us in this in the chat tonight and 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 watches us every single monday and thursday night live here on youtube and if you haven't done so already please we would really appreciate it if you go follow horseshoe huddle on all social media like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Click that bell so you know when Drake and I are going live, whenever Shad goes live with the Saddle Up show, so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us live on YouTube or you can't catch us afterwards on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review on there. Drake, I know you were gone for the weekend, but obviously you're still dominating and writing a bunch of things for HorseshoeHuddle.com. Go tell the people what they can check out that you've written and uh, some of the articles that you put out recently. Yeah, so the, the most recent one is why the Colts have one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL. I truly do believe that. They've been absolutely dominant, uh, so go check that out. But um, I, here in the next couple of days, or I think tomorrow maybe, it'll be my three good and three bad in the win versus the Ravens. So uh, go take a gander at that and see what they need to improve on as they get ready to face the Rams. 
definitely check those out on horseshoehuddle.com. For me, I wrote up a piece last night live from Baltimore on everything that I saw from the Colts upset victory over the Baltimore Ravens. And obviously we'll have so much more to come. I'll be writing about Anthony Richardson this week and and what the Colts are going to have to look out for against the Los Angeles Rams. So make sure you go to horseshoehuddle.com to read what Drake and I write, as well as all the other talented writers there uh, on our team. You can go follow Drake at D Walster Drake on X. You can follow myself at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back live Thursday night to talk about the Colts week four matchup with the Los Angeles Rams. We've got a special guest in store for you as well. So it's going to be fun uh, talking to him, breaking down what the Rams might be thinking as they go up against the Colts should be a really fun conversation. So until Thursday night, guys, enjoy the rest of your victory Monday and enjoy a Colts victory. We'll be seeing you.